0: Asia Tech Podcast, voice of the Asian tech ecosystem.
1: Welcome to Ashley Talks podcast number 16. And today we talk with Francisca Hadiwijana, a tech entrepreneur that at the age of 14 has won a medal at the International Junior Science Olympiad. She went on in 2012 to win a scholarship to Singularity University NASA MS in Silicon Valley and later on became the co-founder of the medical technology company called Ogmi Labs. Right now, she is the co-founder and CEO of Prelo, Indonesia's retail sharing economy platform, which is extremely interesting. And just a couple of weeks back, she was announced as Forbes 30 Under 30 Asia 2018. Francisca, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, Ashley. It's an honor to be here. We are so, so thrilled to have you on the show. Before we go and talk about all the cool stuff, I really want to know the coolest thing for today. Tell me your story. How come you're so interested in STEM? What is STEM? How did you go, uh, you know, about achieving all these fantastic things? Tell us your story.
0: Um, I think it's um, go way back when I was still in um, junior high school. I think way before. I, I always interested in, um, you know, math and then like, you know, um, physics, chemistry, practice STEM in general. Right. And then like, yeah, and then I joined several competition, including uh, International Junior science Olympiad that you mentioned. And then like uh, from that on, I continue and I start uh, learning programming. Yeah. And I think that's even more interesting. So I, yeah, I, uh, my, uh, I started programming uh, on high school. So I joined um, uh, like programming club on high school. Mm-hmm. Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at atp.show. And then um, I also went to um, ITB. Uh, it's a Bandung Institute of Technology. It's the best uh, tech uh, college in Indonesia. Yeah. And I took the computer science major. So, yeah, so from uh, that on, I, um, you know, I, I love learning programming and all about computers, you know, all about the technology. And then, like, uh, during my time in ITB, I was very curious, curious about a lot of things, curious about, uh, you know, what kind of work that, you know, I'll be interested But what career, career that I'm going to have, like, after I graduate. Yeah. So, usually, if people have, like, one-time internship, Uh, I, in total, have six times, internship Mm. (laughs) part-time. Yeah, there are so many I know. And (laughs) this time is including uh, the one in IT, like Microsoft. I did an internship at Microsoft in Indonesia and in Singapore. And then I also did a Google Summer of Code. I also become a programmer in President's uh, uh, Office of Indonesia. And then there's also, like, other that is not even related to IT, like, oil and gas, I become um, a trainee in Uh And then I also uh, do something with PNG and, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the uh, internship, you know, part-time that I'm uh, really, uh, that is very special, yeah. was uh, the one with uh, Venture Capital, uh, you know, the institution that actively, that professionally invests in startup. So I, I I do a part-time job with VC uh, from Japan Japanese VC so I was a part time -time, uh, researcher for them so what I did is that I uh, sit down so I I look for potential Mm -hmm. investing potential portfolio uh, uh, of companies that this VC can invest in and then like uh, this uh, investor uh, he is Japanese uh, at that time he uh, went to Bandung Uh, that's where the university is like every month and yeah. then usually I set up meetings and I, I will sit down with him as well in the meeting. Yeah. So I, I learned a lot like from sitting down and then like listening, you know, advice that he gave to all those, uh, you know, companies. And then also like, um, I, I do some translation as well, you know, to help them communicate and etc. But then like from that, actually I, you know, there's like uh, interest in uh, a startup, you know, tech entrepreneurship that just uh, started to grow. Like, yeah. you know, inside. So, yeah, this is when I actually kind of like decide, okay, this is a very interesting, you know, uh, stuff to do, you know, become a tech entrepreneur. Yeah. Right, like practically like just utilizing IT, you can actually make a lot of like, you know, useful uh, solution, useful products. And then um, uh, by the time I uh, was on my final year, which is on 2012, I got uh, um, uh, I got a scholarship to Singularity University in NASA and Silicon Valley.
1: Right. So
0: it's a 10-week program. Uh, the goal of the program is to create a team project that can um, positively impact one billion people.
1: Wow. So, yeah,
0: yeah, it's a, it's a very... It's a big, you know,
1: it's, it's an ambitious goal, right? <laughs> yes, yes, it is an ambitious
0: goal, I know, I know. And then, like, uh, it's a 10-week program, right? Uh, the last two weeks, they uh, they want us to kind of uh, pair up like to a team, and then like to create our project so basically, at the time i pair up with uh, uh two other you know students there well it, it said student but i mean like the people who come there like they are uh, they are not like just uh college students they many of them have like already graduated like tens of years ago and already like be a professional you know well-known so yeah it was really, right. uh you know this thing is uh you know people that on there so i i teamed up with uh a medical student from Harvard Medical School, and then one is a, a PhD from Israel, uh, yeah. or from electrical engineering. And my background is practically I do programming, right? So we uh, team up, we create a prototype of a glove. At the time, we create a prototype of a glove that can detect breast cancer. Ooh. So during those two weeks, yeah, we use like many sensors and then like a lot of like uh, data processing. Does it work? Um, yeah. Oh, well, it's a prototype. I mean, like, um, principally, yeah, it, it, it can work. I mean, it's still in prototype, you know, stage. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, practically, we keep uh, working on that company, which later become Augmented Medical Intelligence, me Labs, that you also mentioned in the introduction. Uh, I um, After, like, Singularity University, I... Uh, we got a um, grant from Chilean government in two thousand thirteen. Mm-hmm. So I was in Chile for like uh, eight months. Work on the uh, work on the of itself. We also able to file several patents and also yeah. one an entrepreneurial competition in MIT because one of my co-founder also from MIT. Uh, and then, yeah, practically like, uh, what well, we already patent everything, and then like um uh, i have a working bond to uh return to indonesia basically. when i get scholarship there's like a working bond so okay right. after the uh time in chile i uh, i went back to indonesia and then like uh seeing at indonesia at the time it was on 2013 mm-hmm. like uh, tech, uh like you know the tech environment you know startup environment it's just like it's it's really the, uh, you know, the beginning yeah um uh, and then like from that, like we're just saying, like at e-commerce, or oh, it was a really hot, uh, you know, like uh, industry uh, at the time. And then that's uh, how, particularly, I'm interested in e-commerce. Uh, in particular, I was interested in uh, how we can create like uh, a safe, like a marketplace where uh, it can appreciate the authenticity of the brand. Yeah. So that's what we are doing, like uh, at, at the beginning. So in Prelo, which is done actually from Preloft. Uh, hmm. We we are starting as a marketplace e-commerce marketplace for secondhand items or fill of items that is authentic. I mean, like it doesn't need to be luxury item, but if it has a brand, it has to be authentic. Yeah. And then from there we start um, continuing, you know, like uh, you know, expanding the business. And we uh, we also have rental and also traveling personal shopper as well. So right now it's more of like a rental sharing economy platform. Yeah, it's beyond e-commerce.
1: What a journey, Francisca, what a journey. This is so <laughs> inspiring. I think what people can really like whoever is listening to this podcast in business and tech, or women that are really in love with technology or uh, are thinking about business or men that are hustling on the side, I mean, two huge things they can learn from you. Number one is that you keep collapsing that timeline. You just keep, as you yeah. said, most of the people just do one internship, you do six. You know, most of the people don't hustle around. You go, you go to Indonesia, you go to Brazil, you go to the U.S. Uh, The Chile, actually. (laughs) Sorry, yeah, you go to Chile, you go to all those countries, you do stuff. And the second thing that at the end of the day, it's all about the people, right? How many times you mentioned Mm -hmm. that the people introduce the technology. So obviously, you are able to build those fantastic networks and connections. This is so, so meaningful because everybody can relate and learn from that. So Mm -hmm. I've got a question. You've been interested in tech and math and physics from early on, but it's not the girl's thing, a lot of people say. So what do you have to say Mm -hmm. to those that think it's not the girl's thing?
0: Well, I think well uh, probably it's true that there are like less girls in like uh, who's actually doing math or physics or, you know, chemistry. But I mean like, um, well... I, I think it shouldn't be like, um, you know, like, it shouldn't be hindering, like, uh, for girls who are actually interested in those area. Right? Of course. I mean, like, only because, like, there are more guys, there are more boys. When you see, you know, the class, you know, obviously there will be, like, more boys. But I think, like, you know, for girls who, like, you, you just need to, you know, um, just do it, you know. Just, you know, take your chances and then, like, just do it. Probably, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, if, if you want to... You can probably like ask your friend to go with you, like another female friend perhaps, so you won't feel alone. Yeah. But I mean like it has to be you. You have to be willing to do it, like, you know, apart right. from like the, yeah.
1: And have you ever, based on your experience, have you ever been, uh, you know, discriminated or have you ever been said, you know, girls are not good at math or something like that? Have you ever personally experienced that? Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. I mean, this kind of stigma is everywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean like, okay, I mean, Oh, I will share like one experience that I had. Um, there was like a time when I was like very uh, insecure as well, right? This like those stigma mind. I also, at the time, I was also like feeling I'm not good enough. Yeah. And then like practically uh, a friend of mine who's a guy actually like told me, you know, the only reason why, uh, like maybe why you're not good, if not good enough is because you think that you're not good enough. That's, you know? Exactly. So I mean like, yeah, so, I mean, like, the, uh, from that on, I mean, like, practically, I think, yeah, that's right. I mean, because I'm just keep, like, you know, um, thinking of myself is not, you know, equal, is not smart enough or, like, you know, not good enough to make it in the field that is dominantly, you know, uh, you know. Predominantly man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, But, I mean, like, after that, I mean, like, you know, things got, you know, easier. Practically, I think the main, you know, the main challenge is actually about our own mindset. That's what I have in mind.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. So I'm I'm happy you touched on mindset. So important. And uh, we need more role models like you. We need somebody who, you know, kick ass, who goes and gets hers. Uh, Francisca, how old are you? You need to shock all of us with that. <laughs> we already know that you are oh. under 30. I'm, yeah, I'm only 30. Well, I'm 28. You know, I'm not not I'm not, like that young, but, you know, it's okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Don't underplay your achievements. You are that young. You are 28 and you already co-founded multiple businesses, won multiple awards, and right now running Indonesia's, uh, one of Indonesia's biggest and uh, coolest secondhand marketplaces for authentic items, which is a huge, 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 huge achievement. Very cool. Um, you also yeah. mentioned that being curious has always been with you. You. how can all of us keep being curious how do you motivate yourself to always stay curious mm,
0: i think like to stay curious you have to make sure that you are in the industry or in the field that you're actually inter- interested in you know because yeah. i think like um you know there are many steps in life i mean like during your high school or college that probably just follow something that your parents said or like that your friends would. to i think like you know, doing something that you're really really interested in it will help you a lot in staying curious you know staying uh you know hustling and then like you know staying in high energy practically so uh that's why I also like um you know exploring a lot of stuff because I was very curious again about what I'm interested in right and then practically uh because of that I was able to stay curious later so right. yeah I mean just yeah keep hustling until you kind of find what you really you know want to do you're like
1: and who are some of your inspirators or mentors or people who are your cheerleaders, those people that you look up to and that drive you forward? Um, I think like one of my mentors is actually the
0: uh you know the v c investor uh, that I mentioned previously the the one that I worked for uh he's a Japanese v c investor Later on like in Prelo, he also uh you know put a seed investment as well. So I mean, like even until now, I think it's been like years, it's been like more than five years. We are still like very close and then like we're still discussing a lot about, uh, you know, the strategy for the business, etc. So yeah, I think uh, the one, uh, you know, the VC investor that I was uh, working for when I was still in college.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you see, it's all about the people that you surround yourself with. Um, Now, let's go back to what you started saying at the very beginning. You spoke a lot about what interests you and how you're interested in programming. So why, uh, why programming? What's so fascinating about that? And what have you learned along the way that kept you coming back to it? Um,
0: I think like what really uh, fascinating about programming is uh, because it it utilises like logic a lot like at the very beginning. I mean, you we also utilise a lot of logic in you know physics and then in chemistry, right? But I mean, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's kind of like more simple in a way uh, because like in physics, you have to know like a lot of concept first. Like you know, you have to learn this concept, uh, uh, you know, aerodynamics concept. And then like other kind of concept and you know, but I mean like in programming, I think the concept is is a little bit more you know like basic actually. So yeah. I mean like you can you can get uh get on like really fast. Like you just need to know like, several very basic concept, and then practically you can just start you know make something. So I think that's why at the very beginning I was interested in programming because how 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 it was like uh like simpler to learn learn, and then like how you can make like much more. You know, like a uh, different and then like much more powerful uh, product out of it.
1: So, right now, everybody's into programming and you know robotics and uh, every time I pass by a school somewhere in Hong Kong or Singapore, I see all those you know admission notices, advertising kids of three, five, six years old learning robotics, learning you know kids programming, etc. When we were in school, that wasn 't the case so where do you yeah. th- do you think first of all, anyone can learn it, and secondly, what do you think is the future? Of you know technology as a large
0: yeah i mean like i uh yeah I'm, I'm a big pro of like you know kids and practically everyone uh you know uh, should kind of be able to learn programming i mean you, you know for robotics you still need like you know like the the robot itself right or at least like the tools to do it i mean like for programming practically you only need like the the computer the laptop and nowadays i mean like kids I think almost uh, you know, a lot of people are already on their own laptop, right? And yeah. they have like uh, internet access and then there are so many resources there where you can learn uh, about programming online for free or you know, paid one as well. But I mean it's 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 out there, you know, it's very easy to get uh to get access to those, you know, resources. And I think like it's, it's it's more about right now like it's more about like the willingness of the people, you know. Exactly. Why are, actually, yeah. Why are they not really willing yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, also People are also busy, right? There are so many things in their life, like, you know, already busy with their uh, school or etc. But I mean, like for those who, you know, want to learn programming, I think at the moment it's like very easy. Because you can just like Google it, right? And like how to program, you know, how to start programming. And there will be like tons of resources that you can follow. So it's just that easy you nowadays.
1: Absolutely. And a lot of my friends they say when I say, Okay, I want to learn programming, I want to do that, I want to do this, they say, So why? Why do you want to learn programming? I mean at the end of the day there are a bunch of smart guys out there sitting and programming things for us. So why? Or do you think that everyone shall know it? And if so, why shall ordinary joys and people not professionally involved in that be on point? Uh
0: I think because like programming has become like more uh you know it has been involved in many uh, of our like daily life, not really daily, but probably professional life, right? I mean, like even for like a kind of like researcher who's not even in you know in IT or in computer science, many of them already need to do programming to you know like to handle the data, right? So yeah, it has yeah. been like integrated to our life much uh, you know much more. And then, like, you know, if you can do programming, it will also be a, uh, you know, it's, it will be also a good skill for you, which will be useful in the working, you know, like working environment as well. So, I mean, like, yeah, first of all, like, you can do it, you can have it, you know, you can have a skill for so many different reasons, and it will also make you more valuable if you have this skill.
1: And if you could advise us uh, to start with something, because programming is very, very broad, right? You can write your yeah, own programs, yeah. you can program a robot or you can program a website, right? Or you can uh, yeah. build a cryptocurrency, right? That's all uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that, That's all programming. If you could uh, advise us to start with something, if we are entrepreneurs located here in Asia and we are interested in, you know, exploring what is what, what can technology do for us and how can we utilize it best for the future of our business. Businesses. What would you say we shall start with?
0: I think one uh, point to start is probably with web, web programming because it's probably one of the, because like you just need like computer, almost every computer can run like web, right? Every computer can run. And then uh, specifically with JavaScript, I think. Because right. like nowadays, JavaScript, you can write like a, the front end website, they can do a lot of animation, you know, interesting things. And also like the backend itself, you know, like the complicated process that where you can actually process all the logic behind it. So I think uh, start with web because it's simple, like doesn't really need like much of, uh, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, setup. And then like you can see the result right away. And it's very fun because
1: it's very visual. And then specifically JavaScript because it's very useful. Yeah. So we start with Java. Everybody heard that. We need to start with that. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so what do you think about the future? I mean, you are in this whole technology field and you're building startups and you're hanging out with people that are literally building the future. Where do you think uh, technology is going to take us in the coming five to ten years?
0: I think technology will help us to have, a, like, a better standard way of living. There are so many, you know, debate about this, right? I mean, there are people who think, like, because, like, Technology is very uh, advancing, very fast. And then, like, how about, like, technology taking off for people's jobs, you know, right. I think, uh, well, yeah, there will be, like, several, probably several jobs they're not going to access anymore. But it's going to be replaced with other jobs, you know. So I think, in general, technology will have, like, a very positive, you know, impact of uh, people's life. And it can come from a very uh, broad, uh, you know, kind of, you know, kind of industry or kind of, um you know, uh, well, really kind of like um, discipline. I mean, like when you say technology, it's not only about computer science, right? There are like biotech, nanotech. Of course. And like like even even like outer space, I mean, like about like moving to Mars, et cetera. There's also like those kind of discussions, right? So I think in general, um, I think humanity is really, um, you know, really uh, blessed to have like technology with them and then be able to actually like, you know, um, develop the technology. Because like it has been like quite a uh, you know great tools to actually improve your life in general.
1: Yeah, we all agree, and uh, that is why uh, currently it's so exciting to be alive. This is the best time to be alive, indeed, because we see the change coming so fast. Right. And, and we see it in our daily lives from, from, from year to year, just completely transforming the way we, the way we do things and the way we live and the way we work and the way we age and all, all, all those things. So we, we are all extremely excited. Uh, what role do you want to play in it? Uh, why, why were you working with biotech? Was it just a coincidence or are you interested in that? Right now you are in marketplaces again. What role do you Mm -hmm. want to play in that bigger future? Uh, of humanity
0: I think uh, well what I'm really interested in is uh, practically programming like um, there are like many fields in programming I mean like when we were doing the medical technology startup I was doing a lot of like uh, uh, you know programming in uh, hardware programming and then like right now it's more about like uh, web and mobile programming so I think like as long as it's like in the programming space which is like you know it's very huge right Right. Uh, so there will be like a, a part that I can, you know, be you know, can, can take part of. So um, uh, there are like several uh, ideas that I have, like, you know, for, for the futures, uh, what, what I can do more in the futures. But I mean, like, practically in general is all involved, like, uh, with uh, programming itself.
1: That's very cool. And if you had uh, one billion dollars available to you, and you could build absolutely anything in this world, what would that product be, or what would this project be that you would like to realize with one billion dollars?
0: <laughs> I think with one billion dollars, probably uh, we will. Uh, I will use it to continue and uh, funding the medical technology startup that we were uh, started with. Because like. You know, a biotech or, like, medical startup, it is a lot of money to, you know, to make it, to, to uh, take, uh, take it off, to have it took off, I mean. And, um, yeah, with $1 million, there are a lot of, like, good things that we can do with it. And then we can also help a lot of people with it.
1: But if it is not a million, if it is a billion dollars, add another hundred zeros, what if it's so much money? Yeah. Yeah, so you would still invest it in a biotech, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that's of that's course, a very, that's then, like, a,
0: probably, yeah, probably. Yeah.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and in terms of uh, biotechnology, what are you most excited about right now? I mean, people, people are uh, talking about stem cells. People are talking about, you know, the uh, what's it called? The CRISPR. Uh, you know, substitution. People are talking about um, um, analysis and tests, yeah, being being all very, very advanced. People are talking about mini robots floating in our blood. So what, yeah, what are you okay. most excited about in the coming, let's say, decade?
0: Um, well, there are many, you know, many areas in biotech that, that, you know, many of it are very interesting. I think one that I have in mind is about, like, uh, you know, 3D printing, right? Yeah, There are actually already, like, kind of, like, uh people who start to try to kind of print human, like, organs or humans like, cells, human oh. tissue. And, you know, so, yeah, probably that one would be, like, very, very interesting, right?
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. So you can yeah. basically print your own heart? Something like that. That's the idea. But, I mean, like, we, we are still,
0: like, well, we're probably still, like, years from having it fully, you know, functional. But, I mean, that's the idea itself is, you know would be really, really useful and helpful
1: for people, I guess. Oh, that's beautiful. I remember the days when they were saying that we can grow your own heart, you know, in the little microwaves. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I remember that was, I don't know, 15 or 20 years ago, everybody was freaking out. And I think there were some successful experiments how you can just grow an individual organ from the cell, right? So yeah, right now yeah. it, it's 3D printing an organ, which is even cooler <laughs> in many, many ways. Um, that's fabulous and you worked in so many uh, different countries and right now you're based in Indonesia right? yeah I'm based in Indonesia right now right so how is Indonesia unique to the rest of the world? how is it different from the rest of Southeast Asia? doing business there how is it different? Mm.
0: I think uh, if you're talking about Southeast Asia if you're interested in business in Southeast Asia then you will see Indonesia because it's the biggest market right I mean like uh, any company who actually start in Indonesia, I, I don't think they need to think about expanding after like, you know, after they, you know, of us, uh, quite some time because I mean like the, the market itself is huge, right? I mean like we have yeah. probably like, yeah, uh, half of the South Asia or uh, like like that. And then like the growth is also very, you know, it's also very fascinating. I mean like uh, the internet adoption and then also the people, the people is really young. I mean, uh, yeah, 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 so I mean, uh, that's why there's a lot of like investors, like foreign investors, who's coming to Indonesia, like uh, you know Japanese, Chinese, you know, everyone is coming to Indonesia because there are a lot of uh, you know people who say, oh, Indonesia is gonna be like the next uh, China or something. Ooh, so I mean, like yeah, 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 and then like a lot of people also model like the like the company that way, right? Or oh, this is successful in China, so it's gonna be successful as well in Indonesia, etc. So I mean like uh, one thing that makes Indonesia very attractive is practically the market. Like it's it's huge. (laughs) If you're talking about Asia, you're going to see Indonesia. So yeah, I I don't think people need to have like different, uh, you know, any more uh, you know, reason actually to
1: choose Indonesia because like it's just just a huge market. That's fantastic. And do you personally believe that Indonesia is the next miracle of China?
0: Yeah, I mean, like if you're talking about Southeast Asia or practically uh, Asia in general, yeah, yeah I, I do believe. I mean, probably it also has uh, a lot of people also say that like you know, Indonesia, yeah, it's like China, right? It's like it's like China or uh, lagging for years, um, yeah. But I, I I never been like personally travel much to China, but um, but I do believe in Indonesia huge potential so.
1: And uh, how is the government supporting startups or businesses, uh, or is it more organic, is it more not the government support, but rather businesses from the grassroots coming up? How is the Um, environment, the whole environment in business? Lately, it's getting better. I mean, at start,
0: well, government usually, they're always like a little bit late in actually like supporting, you know, new, (laughs) uh, you know, like initiative, right? New technology and this kind of stuff. But I mean, they they start catching up. like uh like last year like they have this like um like a movement like a, a thousand startup movement, but at the time they still haven't like invest uh, any uh, they don't give any funding for it they just give like a movement mentorship et cetera I think this year they start like several like you know funding uh, initiative as well apart from the movement so i think uh the government itself they're um they're catching up you know they 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 i think they have really good intention and they they try to support the business
1: yeah, that's that's important. Uh, what do you think is the biggest threat for doing business in Indonesia as a startup right now? So the market is huge. That's a huge opportunity, but there must be some threats as well.
0: Uh, yeah, I think probably the threat is uh, because Indonesia is responsive of many islands, like tens of thousands. Yeah. Uh, so probably depends on the business, right? right? But if you need to be like, uh, if like trans, uh, logistic or transportation that is uh, something important to your business that's probably uh, will be an issue for you because like um, uh, Indonesia is an archipelago country which is not uh, not almost uh, not always common and there will be like uh, a unique uh, specific problem that you have to you know overcome and then yeah. like also there's also like um uh, well, the, the the people itself, they're not distrib- distributed like equally in all um, uh, islands as well. Uh, so probably like if you want to expand from the main island, which is like Java, uh, probably yeah. you also need to uh, give like
1: more effort to do it. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you are uh, an example to many. You are a woman in Indonesia, which, which itself by itself is uh, not an easy market. Do you feel that there are any unique advantages? Or disadvantages uh, for being a female, you know, founder and owner and CEO in particularly Indonesia, in particularly your market?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, because like, well, first of all, being a female founder, female is always been a minority, right? Like in, I think, in, uh, you know, every part of the world. Right. So uh, being a female founder in Indonesia, yeah, you, you, you become a minority. So uh, you will face like, you know, all the problem you know, that you face as a minority, practically, like, uh, you know, the stigma that people have, you know, when they see you, and, you know, and then like, uh, sometimes people think maybe a woman is not uh, as capable as man. And then like, you know, uh, you know, like uh, stigma or, or like problem with having children and running business. <laughs> and you know there, there are many challenges for sure. But I mean, like, about uh, being female in Indonesia specifically, well, but the female itself, uh, probably it's, it's the same challenge that you're going to face, like, probably almost uh, everywhere. Uh, Another thing that probably make it more difficult because probably Indonesia is maybe uh, it's still a little bit traditional sometimes, not really as open-minded. Right. So, yeah, but I mean, like, I think it's almost uh, like kind of the same with uh, other women face in other countries.
1: Right. And how do you overcome of, it? Of, you became so successful how did you overcome it what did you do what can we learn from you in uh, being strong and being successful even as a minority
0: yeah i think uh first of all it has to come from within you you know like you have to actually believe in yourself first that's one that you have to actually believe that you can do it that you are equal that you are as good enough as the guys. That, that's just one, right? Yeah. Because, like, if you do believe it, then no one else can bring you down. Yeah. That's one. And then, the second, it's very helpful to have mentors. Yeah. Like, uh, for any entrepreneurs, right? Um, male or female. Mentors, uh, for entrepreneurs, like, it's, it's very uh, helpful. Everyone needs one. So, make sure you have a good one. Uh, I mean, like, I think, I think entrepreneurs in general are are really, um, they're, they always try to be helpful. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, I get, like, kind of, like, people who reach out to me drilling in, like, kind of cold call. And, you know, sometimes they ask me, ask to call, and then, like, just for doing some mentorship, so, sometimes I do it, you know. And then, like, yeah. if you ask nicely, you, you know, I will, I will respond nicely. <laughs> yeah. So I think in, in general, I think entrepreneurs are, you know, thinking that way, you know. And, you know, it's good. So, I mean, like, if, if you say, oh, but I know no one, you know, then just, you know, just look up, like, who do you want to learn from? right yeah. and then like her mentality yeah them. yeah yeah agree and then like well probably out of 10 probably you can get like at least five reply four or five uh it's not that bad right so yeah because like mentor is is very important because they can like um uh you know like give you like the lesson learned you know give you uh like introduction um yeah a lot of things so yeah i, I think uh probably uh those two are like my um key lesson learned first one is about how you see yourself you have to actually believe in yourself and the second one is about like uh, having the right mentors
1: and how do you find the right mentors that's the question i get asked a lot yeah, yeah i agree
0: well yeah i mean like i said like uh, um, maybe if you if you find like someone like in the news or something that you're you know like look up to or you know you can try to find them online Sometimes you know they. Oh just really? Sometimes. Oh really? Uh huh. <laughs> no, I mean just well, well, if it's very famous, probably not, right? Because they're busy. But I mean, like, you know, it is, it doesn't it doesn't need to be like a very famous person, right? I mean, right. like, find someone who's like relevant to your industry, someone famous in your industry. It's not always famous everywhere, right? And then like yeah. just just try to reach out like through LinkedIn or you know through email. Sometimes you you will get a reply, and um, go to event is also useful. Go to events and then like just try to you know get to know people in the industry, and then like you know you can get introduction and yeah. yeah so, so do, so just do,
1: just do the normal things, just do the normal things and be the right the, the good person who is a giver, right okay that's yeah, always yeah, a good advice yeah
0: i agree i mean like i I also have like this kind of like uh paid forward you know like um yeah mentality way of, thinking, right? of yeah, 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 that's true. I mean, like when someone helped me, you know, someone like mentors me, I also try to like pay it forward. I'm also I'm so trying to like mentor other, like, you know, other people, other entrepreneurs.
1: Absolutely. And that's what propels the whole industry. And that's what creates more yeah. leaders. We still have some yeah. time left. And I definitely want to talk more about prelo and e-commerce and secondhand and how you're running this whole thing. Um, right now, e-commerce and general commerce retail is changing very, very fast. You probably heard that China is right now rolling out new retail, right? The concept that Jack Ma has talked about, basically integrated online, offline, mm-hmm. mobile, and centered all around the, consumer creating this kind of fun offline experiences gamification you know retailers entertainment um what do you think um is the future of this kind of shared economy you know secondhand uh you know used products and e-commerce in general what is your overview of it why are you in this business what what is it you see that some people don't see going after this market
0: well, I think uh, as like any industry, e-commerce also has yes, its like stages. Uh, usually it start with like some of uh, like a listing, you know, like a classified, uh, you know, websites. And then like uh, it's going to continue with like a, a, a C2C that is not really uh, a, a managed. And then like a B2C. And then like probably after that, like more like a refined C2C. And then the last one, and it's usually a peer-to-peer. Yeah. So, uh, right now, I think Indonesia is still like in a B2C, C2C. I mean, like, if you see, like, kind of right. the news in Indonesia, the huge one is like, you know, Tokopedia, Bukalapak, uh, Lazada, you know. It's like in a B2C, C2C. So, the next wave is uh, the p 2 B2P. So, and then, like, it's practically where Prilu is. <laughs> uh, we're right. actually, like, preparing for the future. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, that's uh, one thing that we see, actually uh from the industry itself like you know, we we have to know like kind of like the trend right from, from the beginning and then like what is the you know potential
1: of the business etc and it, that's what we see absolutely absolutely so um how soon are people going to turn more to you know shared economy and uh, let's say reuse reusing great goods how soon do you think this shift is going to happen because if you go to china with this concept people's going to be like yeah not really it's all about consumption it's all about waste it's all about yeah let's do this because it's fun <laughs> yeah
0: so uh well i think like it's start uh it start to happening now actually like people well although they say that they also like want to find like the cheapest item possible Right? yeah and then that's yeah. also why you shop online <laughs> practically right uh, like uh, if you shop offline practically you want to go to the mall and etc that's like those kind of experience. but when you do online practically one of the main drivers is price. So I mean like with second hand, practically that's one can be also an advantage to you right like you can get like cheaper price by actually buying a second hand. That's also like one of our like kind of value proposition. Like in prelo, practically you can get a cheaper price. You can buy it either second hand, or you can rent the item, or you can get it from overseas where it's cheaper. So practically, uh, because like that's the main driver why people you know, shop online. Well, hopefully people will also like think
1: of us because like, we can provide like cheaper option for them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, how do you see the future? Do you see people? focusing on consumption, uh, let's say from a hundred years from now, or do you see people being altruistic beings that are creating better world for themselves and others? Like what is the, uh, you know, the future of retail, a very distant future of retail and products and the human being in the center, in your view?
0: Uh, I think like, well, um, it's going to be like a center on the people itself. They're going uh, to be the one who's consuming and I think they will also be the one who's providing. Yeah. So I mean like if you if you look at B2C, there are only a few like, you know, business who can like provide you goods compared to the number of people who can provide you goods. So I think like it will go that way. I mean like, uh, you know, yeah, these people who's like much more smaller than the you know business, they will be more empowered. By all this, um, you know, uh, internet, you know, uh, e-commerce, internet online uh, retail, online retail business, you know, and then like you will be able to empower other people, frankly.
1: So yeah,
0: it's gonna be focused on the on the people itself, the peers, the
1: peers that you have, the peers. Mhm. Yeah. And uh how how is the, it's probably a broad question but uh how in this economy does marketing come in so you've got a very successful platform i've been browsing it earlier today and there are you know sections on baby products and antiques and gadgets and women and men and fashion and all that um how do you market this platform uh, successfully in uh Indonesia
0: Oh uh, well we, we do like uh both online and offline uh the more interesting one is probably the offline one. Um, offline, we do a lot of community engagement. Yeah. So we do, uh, with students, we have like a preload student partner. Uh, so where we actually give like, a um, uh, coaching to the students about how actually to build a company, to build a startup, to build a digital mm. company, we, mm. we teach them about marketing, about products, about even about fundraising. And then, like, well, uh, in return, they actually help us by, you know, like, uh, spreading the word about, the, the about Pril. Oh. And then we also do a lot of um, seller gathering, you know, user gathering, and, you know, those kind of stuff. And so, then, uh, in, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: So it's it's, in, uh, it's very driven uh, through offline uh, engagement, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we do a lot of those kind of community engagement. And then I think, uh, because, like, in general, like Prelo itself, it is kind of like a community, right? I mean, like, uh, we have actually quite a niche market, uh, which is uh, female um, female millennials, mostly. Uh, and then practically, like, we want to make sure, like, the, uh, you know, the people who actually, uh, you know, buying and selling or doing, uh, renting, you know, other transactions in Prelo, they feel like they're doing it with their friends, although they don't know, like, who's, who's they're buying from, you know. Because like we want to make people feel they are you know within a community. Why it's safe because it's within preload community. Absolutely. So yeah, so we're yeah, we're putting a lot of investment actually on the
1: community engagement side and then yeah,
0: those yeah. sort of activities
1: yeah 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 no that's very very good um and i've got another question you recently been named asia's 30 under 30 by forbes has that transformed your life so far and how does it feel to be the 30 under 30 queen uh, well I'm, I'm very thankful
0: uh for sure i mean i mean like i know a lot of up, uh, amazing, amazing people who's been named like uh, thirty under thirty, and I'm I'm very uh feel uh humble to be like you know named like you know uh you know uh, you know along those people. And practically for what oh uh, uh, you know what have changed and etcetera. I mean like I got a lot of like interview lately <laughs> because of the <that>, <laughs> But I mean like in general, well yeah, we, well in general we just try to. I always try to. I mean like develop uh you know our business in Prelo and like, you know, just keep improving and then just keep helping our customer better. So, I mean, in that sense, although like I get more interview, but you know, my priority hasn't actually changed. So,
1: it's all about the user, the community, the team. So, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And now to finish up, what would be your shameless plug of your business? Prelo. Our uh, our listeners right now are all across Asia and the world. And what do you want them to know about Prelo? Uh, what are some next steps for you? So I think, um, well, we want to make
0: Prelo to be like more well-known. Um, we want to make Prelo to be like uh, the top of mind. So, uh, and we are, we are very user centric. Like we, we do everything for you, uh, for our user. Obviously we do a lot of, every time we release like feature, we do like a uh, user testing and et cetera. So we want to make sure that we do uh, the right thing for our user. And that way we really want to be like top of mind when people think about secondhand or preload item, they can think of preload, at least in Indonesia. And then like, because we also has the, uh Traveling Personal Shopper is an overseas marketplace. We also want to be able to expand as well beyond borders, beyond, uh, beyond Indonesia. So, so yeah, that, that
1: will be like our hope. So if you uh, expand beyond borders, are you interested in recruiting more international sellers on the platform or products on the platform or actually expand Prelo to overseas markets to, uh, to have that offering elsewhere?
0: Yeah, I mean, like I think, uh, um, well, we have this uh, service, right? It's the traveling personal shopper. Mm-hmm. Well, traveler can be a personal shopper. So let's say, like, if you're traveling from Hong Kong to Singapore, you can uh, post it on Prilo, and then you can say, uh, you know, if oh. someone in Hong Kong wants you to buy, you know, bring back something from Singapore. So I mean, in that sense, yeah, we want to expand. Right now, we still like we already have that service, but we still. Um, uh, our main customer is still indonesian so indonesian who's traveling indonesian who stay abroad you know and then like we want to practically we want to expand to other uh, you know uh, other
1: customers outside indonesia as well absolutely for that service. yeah absolutely that sounds amazing Thank you very much, Francisca. It's been a very interesting chat. Uh, we learned a lot about the way girls rock technology and rock all the STEM subjects. Uh, we learned about collapsing the timeline. We learned about, you know, women really doing that out there. Um, we learned about e-commerce. We spoke about China and Indonesia, uh, and how to do, uh, business long-term and what is their outlook of the future. Uh, it's, it's been extremely, uh, extremely insightful. Uh, thank you very much for staying with us. And guys, don't forget to subscribe to AshleyTalks.com. We're going to speak with a co-founder of uh, um, Box. Oh, and suddenly I don't know the name of the company of the person we're (laughs) going to speak next. But uh, do stay with us. We're going to be uh, talking with a lot of amazing people uh, going forward. And one of them is... Uh, Jason, at least I know his name Wong and uh, MakeBlock, that's the name of the company uh, they're talking about robotics and all the other cool things, they're building it in uh, Shenzhen and they're exporting this little cute uh, robots all across the world, so just stay with us, subscribe to Asher Talks Podcast and we're going to bring you more amazing guests, guests going forward. Francisca thank you very much again and big congratulations yes. on welcome, being 30 man. under 30 Thank you, thank you everyone for listening Thank you for having me. You've been
0: listening to Asia Tech Podcast. Find out more at ATP.show.